but this shit icy. feels like forever yeah life corona <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> no life that's pretty much what it's been for real but before we get started everybody y'all know y'all can hit us up if anybody have any questions comments or concerns just reach us at chocolate chat one two three at gmail.com and then as well you can follow us on facebook and instagram at chocolate chat well and we will respond and y'all can get at us two nice I chocolate know. girls. Be nice, because we nice. <laughs> Wait, look, please be nice. Be nice. Because we nice, but we claps back. Right. Clap back fast. Right. Petty, petty on a thousand. What we got going on today, girl? So, today, we're going we gonna to dip into our um, our emotional bag. Uh, no, I ain't really always with that emotional stuff. But we're going to talk about some, some life. And today we're going to talk about trauma and hurt and just getting over that hurt. Like, how we get over the hurdles of life. Oh, we're going to see. I got some hurt. I'm going to have to force it out, but I done been through a lot. I got a lot of hurt. That's okay. We're going to talk about it. That's the whole point of today's episode, just to really dig into that life hurdles those those wounds and scars that we we get you know growing pains as they say just don't get too emotional over there i ain't ready i'm gonna take a break if we do (laughs) (laughs) look i ain't ready i'm not ready at all Nah, we got it all right so i guess i will um start my story time and talk about my hurt um we talk a lot about relationships on here and things that we go in relationships but I can actually talk about a hurt that I experienced like way before that kind of affected you know how I interacted with men and how I you know my relationship journey how how like my trigger so um for people that may not know and Maybe be news to people. When I was seventeen years old, I was raped. Um, it was by I was dating this guy basically, and you know he was cute. You know he was you know real real fine, and I was like, oh yeah. So we was dating. It was cool. Um, so we went to go hang out one day, and it was him, his uncle, and his cousin. So. We went to the house, so I'm just, you know, I'm young, dumb, like, whatever. We finna go over here and have a good time. So, we kicking it, and basically things go left, and the uncle was like, well, I'm not taking you home until, you know, you give it up. And I'm like, nah, I I ain't, you know, I ain't with that. And I'm like, I'm with, you know, your nephew or whatever. But long story short, um, I was raped by the uncle and the cousin while my boyfriend quote unquote watched um 
I never told anybody. I kept it to myself for years. Like, I never told my best friend, my mom, nothing. I just let them take me home. You know, I cried about it. I cried when it happened. I cried about it. And I just kind of buried it for a long time. Yeah, I think that's natural. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like at the time, a part of it was my fault. Like, because I... No, I, it could never be your I fault. I felt like it was like I, I i now growing you know learning from me i'm like okay nah this they were terrible people so it's their fault but for me i feel like i kind of put myself in the situation like i shouldn't have went why would i get in the car with you know three guys you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but i was like oh well i trust him like you know that's my dude you know what i'm saying like yeah. we've been talking like i and didn't think family. and it wasn't my first time hanging around him so that was that or whatever so I remember years later, I was um, dating someone, and I got triggered. And it all came back out. And I was like, dang, you know, like, I told him about it. Like, you know, I basically started going through that hurt all over again. So, fast forward. Like, going on, like, having <laughs> too deep. Like, right. I like, Yeah, so um, what happened was... When I was in cosmetology school, I decided to write about it. Um, so I wrote a poem. Everybody knows I write poetry. That's literally how I get through everything, anything and everything in life I write. Um, that is my therapy. That is my release. Um, so I wrote about it, and I read it to the girls that I was in class with, and they were like, oh, my God, like, this is deep. Like, you should share it. So I'm like, okay, fine. So I decided to put it on Facebook. So when I put it on Facebook, that's kind of the way that everybody found out that that's what happened to me. Um, I remember, like, my best friend, she was like, Keisha, is this real? And I was like, yeah, like, that's my real experience. Like, that happened. And she was like, oh, my God, like, why didn't you tell me? And everybody was like, you know, why didn't I say something? I just didn't know how. I didn't. I didn't have the the words or or the explanation like I I was I don't know embarrassed you know disappointed like I was shamed you know I just didn't know what to do but um me writing about it is really really how I got over it because I had suppressed it and then it came up and it was causing me to just make so many bad decisions and you know look at me in certain ways and and react certain ways to certain things but once I really share my story that's when I got over it like that's when I really healed and that's actually how I got into actually performing my spoken word or performing my poetry is through me sharing that particular poem yeah I've heard people say the longer you keep it all boggled in it continues to haunt you you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like you have to talk about it once you talk about it, you know, then you can start to get over it and things like that. Or I'm not even going to say get over it because it's something you never really can just get over. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. you'll know how to deal with it. Yeah. It was, it was, I can't say, I actually, it's crazy. I said, um, I would never like read it aloud again. The poem. Your poem? Uh-huh. Well, you're going to have to let me see it. Uh, you ain't got to read it to me, but let me see it. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it it was definitely, um, it was tough, you know, um, because I was so young. 
Yeah. And seventeen, you're still a kid. I definitely a kid. And it's crazy because so I have always had an attraction to like light skinned guys. I don't know what it is, but I prefer dark, but I always it's something about light skinned guys. So this particular guy was very light light skinned, green eyes. Oh wow. So after the experience and his cousins and uncle all basically all of them were light skinned. So after that I'm just like Fuck light skinned dudes like they <laughs> shit like fuck them like I don't even want any parts and I think that's what pushed me to like dark guys mm-hmm. because they but were, that's understanding as they well. were opposite of my oppressor in my opinion mm-hmm. but if you look at my track record most of the guys I've dated have been light skinned light skinned <laughs> <laughs> you right about that light skinned <laughs> it's crazy I mean I mean it ain't funny but it's funny but like. I really like I don't know like I don't even know how to explain it but I can honestly say like I'm so glad it happened because it taught me so much and it made yeah. me you know um a very very strong person like I've been doing so much in my life just from I mean from being a little kid to I mean to in my 30s and I, I look at it now, I'm just like, you know, it's nothing that I can't get through because I I look at the things that I have gone through. I mean, from, you know, my mom being on drugs when she was when I was younger and, you know, not having my dad and the, the rape and the relationships and things like that. I'm just like, you know what? There's nothing. There's, there's nothing that I can literally experience that I can't write my way through. Yeah. Well, girl, it's tough because I have been through something. Uh, I don't want to say exactly yours, but when I was 18, I was sexually assaulted. And I guess this is my story time. <laughs> and my oldest daughter is a result of this, right? But it's one of those things that I dealt with for a long time. You know, it's it's at the back. I don't think about it. You know, it's not even something I normally talk about. You know what I'm saying? So, like you, you didn't tell people for years. You know, if any of my friends listen to this, they're going to be like, what? You didn't tell us that. You know, you didn't tell us that ever. I didn't tell my mom that. You know what I mean? So, it's just something that I just choose to not talk about. You know, I'm a very shut-off person. And, like, I don't know if I told you, but my daughter's dad, he passed away, like, three or four months ago. I don't even, did I tell you that? Uh Yeah, so he passed away. But his brother, um, my daughter's uncle, the brother is very into my daughter's life, right? And so um, when my daughter's dad was on his deathbed, which I didn't know anything about, but the brother knew that the guy was very, very sick, you know. He was like, oh, well, he wants to speak to his daughter. My daughter has never spoken to that man before. And so I was like, well, you know, he got to talk to me first. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, oh, that's her dad. If she want, you know, if she want to meet him, talk to him. Okay, I'm with it. But he has to go through me. So the only reason he was going through this, let me talk to my daughter. Let me meet my daughter who is 15 years old is because he knew his time was coming to an end. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I told the uncle, uh, he got to go through me first. And so he's just like, oh, well, 
I told him, and he he just he's at he's very adamant about not speaking to you. He doesn't want to speak to me because he know what the freak happened in that room. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so. The man passes away. I didn't find out for two weeks, you know what I'm saying? But I, I literally didn't care that this man had passed away. Wow. I, I had no care in the world because my daughter is 15. You just decided to reach out because you know what you did to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's like that, I can't even say that hurt. That don't hurt me no more, you know what I'm saying? The only reason I was hurt from that situation is because my daughter was so hurt. You know, my daughter don't know the situation, what happened. She just know that her stepdad is her dad. Stepdad's rude world. You know what I mean? They are the bomb. Stepdaddies are the bomb. You know what we I mean? call them bonus daddies. Yeah, so. So how do you, how do you get past that when the result is a baby? That you have to, so you, it, it's kind of like you're seeing the tragedy. How do I get past it? I mean... Like, how? well, how did you? Tom? Tom went by. I didn't talk to nobody about it. My husband, at the time, you know, well, after that, my husband knew about it, but I didn't talk to anybody about it. Like, shoot, I got my blessing, and that's it. My baby's the blessing. That that keep me moving. You know, I I went through that whole thing, like, uh, abortion, you know, I didn't ask for this, but... I didn't do it. You know, that's my baby. So I had her three days before I turned 19, and we just, I kept it pushing. I didn't even know I was pregnant until I was in college, fell out at band practice. Out, out. At band <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, hey, you oh. I didn't know I was pregnant, but this baby coming out. What the heck? I had <laughs> no idea. So that's really the only way I get over it. I think about it like, yeah, this man violated me. This is not what we discussed, you know. Whatever the case may be, but I got my baby at the end of the day. You know, because she could have easily not been here and then who going to wash all these dishes? I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you got to laugh about yeah. stuff to get over stuff. So, you know, I'm a laugher, so now I can laugh about it. Yeah. What? 15 years ago, I wasn't laughing about it at oh, all. I, I was crying. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and that's embarrassing. At the time... That was I was embarrassed because of that. You know what I mean? And so when you're embarrassed about something, I'm not about to shout from the rooftop. Exactly. With, That's with why all, I was saying. And I'm embarrassed. Exactly. That's so I kept I it to myself. Because it's I like, with it. what do you? It is. It's um. I see a lot of. I I remember um when the Bill Cosby thing came up and they were talking about. Uh, these women, they didn't say anything for all these years and blah, 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 blah. And you hear it a lot of times when they talk about um, people that are victims of sexual assault, victims of rape. They always say, well, you waited to say no. Why you didn't say nothing at the time? And I can honestly say as someone who has experienced it, it's hard. Like you don't it's know what to hard. say. And and sometimes given the situation, it's like how, how can I justify where I was, you know right. what I'm saying? So even though, I mean, a, a person who takes advantage of anybody sexually is dead ass wrong. But sometimes it's like, damn, like I kind of put myself, I felt, I felt like at the time, like, well, I put myself in that situation because I went, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I just feel like people are so quick to say, well, 
if if it really happened, man, why you didn't say that when it happened? Why you didn't tell nobody? You should have said something. But as a victim, you don't know what to say. You don't know how to say it. Like, I didn't know how to go look my mom in the face and tell her somebody just took advantage of me. Yeah, my mama didn't even know I was doing that, honey. Yeah. So. It, it was crazy. And you know what's, what? The crazy part about my situation um, was after the fact, because they had to take me home. I was way across town with them. Right. So I had to ride back in the car. With these people. With all three of them. One, the one I'm like, you were supposed to protect me. Like, you weren't supposed to put me in this situation. And then the other one, like, you too old for this. And then the cousin, like, nigga, we was cool. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, just for me to get to the house... And the uncle was like, girl, you got some good pussy. Wow. <laughs> he and, said that like you just laid on the bed and said, And was get like, it. um, give me your number. And I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, I can't lie. Were they on drugs? No. No? They was just young and dumb. Just predators. But I'm just like, I can't lie and give you my fake number because the cousin, the dude I was talking to, he know my number. You know where I stay, and they knew where I worked. So it's just uh, like, I feel like I'm like, damn, back against the wall. But I was just like, how could you say that to somebody? Like, you literally took me crying. You, I, And you could, like, look me in my face and say that? I can't it, believe it. And I would never forget that. Like, <laughs> that. See, that part, that's, I don't, I can't even begin to, Think how you were able to get over those words. Those words would continue to replay in my head years and years up until today. Those words were replayed in my head. I will never forget that. Because I just couldn't believe it. Like, after that, why would that be what you say? Right. That's horrible. That was actually one of... I'm going to need therapy from your story. <laughs> but get therapy for my own situation. Yours. I mean, but you know what? That was because I was living in Memphis at the time, and we actually just came back, moved from Dallas to Memphis that year. Um, but that was actually one of the reasons why I chose to go to the Navy, and I I went to the Navy quick. I literally got out of high school. I graduated in May, in boot camp, in boot camp in June, like not even a month. Didn't waste passed. no time. I couldn't be there. Let me go. But that was one of the reasons. Like, I had to get away. Yeah, to escape. I understand. It's understandable. And when, and it's understand. crazy because um, I wilded out. Like, I wild the. I mean, I was wilding. After that? Mm-hmm. I, when I, I got to the Navy, like, my... when I got out, I was wilding. But it was because... I was damaged, and I didn't know how not to be. Like, I didn't know. I felt like that's what I had to give to somebody. I mm-hmm. couldn't be, like, I didn't want to be nobody's girlfriend. I didn't want to date nobody. I didn't want to be nobody's mama, nobody's wife, none of that. All I had to give you was between my legs. That's it. That was. I'm wondering, is that dang near almost a side effect? To something like that because I went through the exact same thing after that. You know, after, you know, the whole time I was pregnant, after I had my baby, up until this point, I am 100% addicted 
to getting me some. <laughs> Before that, let me tell you, like, I was closed off, girl. I made it through high school, you know, without having sex or anything like that. But it's like the first time, my daughter is the first time I ever had sex. Never had sex before that. I laid in the bed with this person multiple times, never did nothing, never touched, never even got close to it. Since then, it's just be like, crank up the car and go. Mm. That's it. And so I'm wondering, I need a therapist. We should go together. Oh, yeah, about that. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? You know, I've heard people say know, that, though. though. But you may just... be right because I'm like, that be, let me not say that on here. Never mind. Too much. <laughs> Y'all getting too much information. That's gonna get too personal. But no, I I am like very um, how how can I say this? I be with it. I'm with the shits like a motherfucker. And I don't know if that that was a side effect or if that made me that way. But I definitely I know for those early years, like my teen years. I made a lot of dumb decisions. Like, I should have definitely had a kid a lot earlier than I did. Than you did? Because I was wilding. Well, hey. I should, I, there's a lot of shoulds. God should was be covering attached to you. you. Somebody was praying, my grandma was praying <laughs> for me, baby. Right. Because I was covered. And I, and I really, at the time, I didn't process why I was making the decisions that I was making or why I was thinking the way I was thinking it wasn't until it came up that I had to deal with them demons right and then it was like okay now what do you do how do you act now like now that now that you facing it like you gonna bury it again or you gonna and I did I, I'm not gonna lie it came up I put it back and I keep smiling beard Mine don't and come up. It came up today. I didn't even plan on talking about it in here. I was going to talk about a different type of hurt. Sorry. It's okay. So you got to keep it a thousand. <laughs> keep it a stack. You know what I'm saying? But no. But now I can honestly, I could talk about it without, you know, crying or, you know, getting emotional and stuff like that because I've dealt with it. Like, I and I've truly dealt with it this time. It wasn't like, hey, I'm just telling my story, telling this dude because he was there. You know, well. The situation we end up talking about it, um, but it was more like okay, let's talk about it. It happened, like let's share, because it could be somebody else. Somebody else could have experienced it, and you don't know how you telling your story can help somebody else. So I decided to share it, and it helped me. And it's honestly like with anything I've been through. Like, if I pull up my phone right now, you'll be seeing, like, poem after poem after poem. Like, I realized I was depressed at a um, certain point in my life just by going back and I started reading my writing. And I was like, man, I was in a really dark place. Yeah. And I didn't see it at I the didn't, time. I didn't get a chance to be depressed. I, you I had a baby. Yeah, I was, I was pregnant. I couldn't even be depressed while I was pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Because I that, that would make, I, I couldn't be. Because when I get depressed, I get depressed. I shut down. I've been suicidal. Not over that situation, but with the, with the ex. I, I got suicidal with my last little ex that I was with for three years. The one that had, he had all types of PTSD. He was in the military, got blew up, you know. He was <laughs> not blew up. No, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> funny. <laughs> I was not. 
He got blew up. He did. Like, I say it so casually, but, you know, he did. He got blew up, you know. He was in the military for a very long time, getting his soldiers off the convoy thing. He got blew up, but after being with him for all of those years, every symptom that they diagnosed him with, I had. I went to therapy. Do you hear me? I went, I had a therapist for just for dealing with him and all of his demons. And so... What ha- what ended up happening was I had to have surgery. Um, and we went through a whole lot of stuff. You know, we helped each other. Very long relationship. We we went through a whole lot of stuff. But he kept me and my kids with insurance. And to this day, I will always thank him for that, right? Like, mm-hmm. he kept me and the girls with insurance. Even if I wasn't working, he held the insurance. You know, we was back and forth helping each other. But there came to this point in time to where I needed to have surgery. And... Insurance wasn't covering much of it. My portion was $9,000. You know what I mean? So I had all 9000 of it. I handed him the last six to go put in the bank. The last 6000 to go put in the bank. Do you know this man stole my money? A week before I'm supposed to have surgery. He's supposed to be going to the bank. From my house to the bank. He never made it to the bank. Next thing I know, he out of state at seeing he and his mama's face i only knew from facebook that's how i knew he was out of town i would have gotten a car so baby let me tell you something i would have been on on the next case of the first 48. listen when i tell you at that moment that's when i hit rock bottom because at that point in my life i didn't know if i was going to be living in two months without this surgery do you hear me so i'm just like damn this person that i really really love he really just stole money from me. Like, I done helped this nigga pay his rent. You know, I've paid car notes. He's helped me pay rent. You know what I'm saying? It's literally we were sharing money. But how low do you have to be to steal money from me and you know exactly what the money is for? Scum. My, Scum. When I tell you of the my feelings was so, to this day, my feelings is still hurt about it. Because... I absolutely love this man. This could have been my husband number two. I mean, well, yeah, could have been my husband number two. I mean, we common law, whatever that means. There's no, yeah. <laughs> you ain't no common law. Common law. Nothing. What, I what, don't care. Whatever I don't paper we it, had to sign to I make sure I had insurance, we common law. Oh uh, yeah, domestic partnership. Yes, that uh, okay, one. Okay, because I don't common law my ass. So, girl, yeah, my feelings was hurt. When I tell you I was down, I was down. I didn't talk to my kids for a week. My kids ended up going with my mother. I was down. So, how did you get out of it, of that mental space? Um, how did I get out of it? I was in it for a while. I don't even remember how I got out of it. It literally, time. It was just time. And then... I think it was like 30 days later he ended up putting me because at that time I was off of his insurance and I just had my insurance that didn't cover much. So he got a job working for the government. He put me back on his insurance, me and the girls, again, oh. to cover up from his fuck up because oh. he know what he did. Look at him being a little considerate. I'm, I mean, considerate he, had, he had no choice. Girl, this man told me his brother-in-law stole my money. He says he put it, my money in his safe where he stayed at his brother's house in his room and his brother-in-law came in and stole the money. Mm. You know me, Inspector Gadget. 
I called the sister-in-law. The sister-in-law says, I don't know. I don't know nothing about this. I know it's a lie. To this day, he's still saying that old dude stole the money. But I was 100% with the shits. I was going to the police. So he put me on the insurance to in order to keep from getting that felony that was coming his way. Mm-mm. Because he was like, oh, well, I'm not. I told him I can go to the police about you or you can go to the police saying this man stole this money. Oh, I'm not putting a case on him because he stopped me from killing myself when I was 17 years old. You don't owe that man nothing, and you lying. You know what I'm saying? First of all, if you, I'm not finna go put no case. I'm not finna allow nobody to put a case on me when I know if I get this felony theft charge, I will never make more than eight or nine dollars an hour for the rest of my life. No, <laughs> I'm not up. doing. But that's the truth. I feel you. <laughs> that is dumb. the truth. I'm not gonna do it. So I was like, okay, well, if you're not gonna do that, I'm gonna make the police report with your name. And if they ask you questions about it, you can tell them you did it or you can tell them somebody else did it. But either way it goes, you know. And I don't think he thought I would actually do that mm-hmm. because of he know I loved him. When a, when a man know you love them, love them, they feel like they can get away with See, everything. See, that's why I told you I don't want to love nobody like that because love make you do dumb shit. It do. But, and I love that man. But I'm a lover. I'm an Aries. That's what we do. Please don't don't do that. I'm sorry. I just flashbacks. And then that, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then that kind of stems from what I said I went through when I was younger with my daughters because because of that. Like I hate being single. Like I've told you that a couple times because I'm such a sexual person. I have to have me a partner. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not a sleep around girl. I just don't do that. So I need me one person that I can go to consistently. I don't like talking to people to even meet a new one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, uh-uh. And we ain't even going to get on these old trolls on the book. Cause, Girl. Because they for everybody. Everybody. Because Keisha got, never mind. I ain't going to say that. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I am single, single. Happily single. About to be one year. And well, I'm not it's my single. anniversary. Of my singleness anniversary. If y'all can see her dancing in this chair. If y'all can see her dancing over here. I'm not happy. This is single life is for the birds. It's I don't like it. It's easy to be single during quarantine. Ain't nobody ain't nowhere to go. I ain't it's easier. I've been bumping and grinding during quarantine. Nasty. Anyway, in, anyway, that is not we are talking about <laughs> as a reminder. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, but um, this was this was a good uh, topic. Some we can really hit and quit. I ain't want to really get too do, too 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 deep into it because I don't want to get emotional about anything. We did good. Make nobody cry. It's okay. We, we kept kinda, our little laughs in there. Yeah, keep it kind of kind of light, but it's serious. Um, I do want to say for the listeners, for you, friend, for me, for anybody. If it's something that you feel like you you need help and it's it's bothering you and you don't know how to get out of it, you feeling low, please get help. Talk to someone. You can't everything you can't fight alone. Um, I am blessed to have friends and family that I can talk to when I do. I have moments that I feel you know not like myself. So I mean, there if you you know church suicide prevention hotlines um there's a lot of therapy there's talk space there's so many resources that are available 
um, if you are going through some form of trauma or have experienced it and you don't know how to get past the hurt and it's, it's still lingering, please get help somebody, somewhere from somewhere. Somebody. Don't go through it alone. It's not fun. Not at all. Unless you like me, just shut off. Some people can do it. Mm-mm. But yes, y'all, like Keisha said, like she said, get help. Ask somebody. Even if you don't know the person. I found it easier to talk to a stranger than my friends sometimes. Because that non-biased opinion, just somebody that's not going to interrupt you, let you talk. Or be like, oh, girl, you crazy. Yeah. But see, talk. you need a friend that, that won't judge you. I mean, my friends, they don't judge, but they're definitely going to say, you're crazy. Or no. You know what I'm saying? They're they not going to. At the end of the day, they're going to do what I want to do. But they're not that tell me what I want to hear type of friends. Okay. That's yeah, good. I don't have those type of good, friends. Good, good, good. Me neither. Because I won't be your friend if you like that anyway. I'd be like, oh, okay, girl. We we mm-hmm. ain't going to make it because, you know, I say some sideways stuff. Now, you know, I'm honest, and I'll be on go. Like, <laughs> trigger, pool, red tea. Look, red tea to pop off. I don't be caring. Just, you know, I'm working on me. I'm getting better. I'm getting a lot better. Another good one for the books. Thank y'all for tuning in. Yeah, we, we just appreciate wanted, y'all. wanted to bring y'all something, something real. You know, we can't, you know, it ain't everything about all fun and games. Sometimes you got to get down to the nitty gritty. And I just wanted to, I just felt like sharing, you know. Yeah, I mean, I got plenty of stuff to share about, but we ain't got to share this type of stuff. We Yeah, oh. we can, because you're going to help somebody. Cause we some, will. Somebody going to listen to your story and be like, oh, I can get through, you know. So that's that's what we and I'm for it. So I got y'all. If y'all need somebody to listen to, just reach us at Chocolate Chat on Facebook or Chocolate Chat one two three at Gmail dot com. We got listening ears. We do. All right, that's it. That's all. Bye.